This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. This is the Jeopardy podcast. And now, here are the hosts of the Jeopardy podcast, Jamie and Katie. Hello, everyone. This is the Evil Chocolate Cookie. And it is Saturday night, so it is time for our spotlight here on the Jeopardy Chronicles. You guys may have noticed that I didn't do a flashback today. That was intentional. Until I can figure out what to do about the skipped episodes, I think I'm going to take a break from flashbacks. Not because I don't want to do them anymore, but just because we're missing so much. One here and there was one thing, but they're skipping like at least six. So I don't know what to do. They're they're skipping a bunch of them, at least a couple of days worth, and it's kind of put me at a halt on covering them because there's just so much missing. So that's why you did not see a flashback today. Not that I would have had time for one. I overslept this morning, big time. But at any rate, let's get on to our spotlight. And today, since we just finished a season 37 second chance tournament, we will be talking about the season 37 guest hosting rotation. This is something that I sincerely hope never happens again. Not because not because we didn't have some good ones. We did. But because it was just so daggum confusing. I understand not wanting to, you know, replace Alex immediately. I get that. And honestly, it would have been rude. And very disrespectful. So, yeah, I get that part of it. But the, the constant switching of hosts just just zapped every brain cell I had because I'm like, okay, who do we have again? We had some good ones, but we also had some atrocious ones. So we started out with Ken Jennings and he hosted longer than anybody else. He hosted for six weeks. And those were, aside from the weeks Alex hosted, the best weeks of the season, honest to God. Because Ken, honest, honestly, Ken cares a lot about Jeopardy, and it's evident. And you could see that as he was hosting. He sure he struggled a little bit in the early days. Who wouldn't? Alex wasn't perfect at it at first either. But Ken got the hang of it, and he got the hang of it fast. Which was very impressive. But 
as I told you when we spotlit the Mike Richards situation, there was a scheduling conflict after those six weeks were taped. The rest of the staff would have been more than willing to work around it, but Mike Richards steps in and he's like, Oh no, this is a big deal. I have to host now. Blah, 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 blah. So we ended up with two weeks of Mike Richards. And I have to admit this, guys. At first, I didn't think he was going to be horrible. But just his very condescending attitude towards some of the contestants, that irritated me. And he was way too loud. Listen, when someone with hearing loss who is listening to you through an iPhone microphone from my TV says you're too loud, even with that cruddy audio setup, you're too daggum loud. So yeah, those at the time were his worst crimes for me because at the time I was so upset and so just my soul was wrecked with, you know, losing Alex and all that. I felt like, oh my God, it was awful. If any of you that saw it, you'll know, you'll know just how bad it was. But... Yeah, those those were my worst those were my worst thoughts about Mike Richards. I'm like, good go I'm like, good gosh, this guy's too loud. Some something needs to happen. It was only later that all the nastiness came out. <coughs> I wasn't profiling the guest hosts at the time. I wasn't, you know, researching them and looking about all their personal lives and things like that. I was going based off of their voices and how they treated the contestants and how they read the clues as to who I could stand to listen to. So, I re- honestly, I can safely say that I did not know any of this. But, once I found out, Mike Richards sailed to the bottom of my list. After we got rid of him, Katie Couric took a turn. And she wasn't bad. She kind of got on my nerves a little bit at first because she was just your typical news anchor and being all stiff and super formal and all that kind of stuff. And it was just annoying. Because even though Alex could be formal too, Alex knew when to lighten up and have fun. But this woman was just, oh my god. At first, she was just so daggum stiff. And I'm like, oh my god, this is atrocious. A lot of people got mad at her on her very first day. Because when she was leading into Final Jeopardy, she made a comment, something about you three brainiacs. And I, honestly, that was her one redeeming quality that day, was that comment. I didn't, I didn't mind it. And I thought it was meant as a compliment toward the players. But people did not like it. At all. Before I get too far ahead of myself, I should mention that past Mike Richards, all of the people who were guest hosting, Jeopardy would match the winnings of the contestants during their time as guest hosts to the charity of their choice. I don't remember everyone's charities, 
But I do remember that they did that, and I thought that was awesome. So, yeah, it was that was one of the nice things that they did. After after Katie Couric, we had probably the worst, aside from Mike Richards, the worst one we had. They were stupid enough to let Dr. Oz guest host Jeopardy. Oh my god, that was the worst two weeks in the entire history of the show. Ugh. The guy was a jerkazoid. It was, it was let slip that he would get really mad over them making him reshoot stuff because he pronounced it right and he really didn't care. He really didn't want to be there. And in addition to that, he always sounded angry. Always. And I'd seen, I'd seen him on some commercials and things like that. And he did not sound that angry elsewhere. It was just on Jeopardy, and he, he constantly sounded like he was on the verge of biting someone's head off. Which made me like him even less. Because those contestants are dealing with enough, they don't need the host ripping their heads off. I'm trying to think... Okay, yeah, I, I'm in the right spot. I remember, I remember all of the guest hosts, but not the exact order they showed up in. At least I don't think I remember the exact order. But we're going to do the best we can. Next, we had Aaron Rodgers, and he was one of my favorites. I was a little doubtful. Because I'm like, okay. Okay, does this guy have any public speaking skills? I don't know why my brain had gotten into the idea that if you played professional sports, you didn't have public speaking skills. I don't know where that came from. But I just figured though that they didn't spend a lot of time talking. So I'm like, okay, this guy's going to have trouble. Boy, was I ever wrong. Because he was... He was one of the best ones. He held study at a tie for second place with some other ones that we'll get to. I I still have my rankings somewhere. I don't remember where they are right off the top of my head. But I still have my list. But, yeah, this guy was amazing. And he, he cared about it and he had fun. And he treated the contestants like humans. And one of my favorite things that happened during his guest hosting run. Somebody missed a question. Or all three of the contestants didn't have a clue. A question about the Green Bay Packers. And that's who he played for. And he's like, it was the Green Bay Packers. And then the very next question. I'm guessing it was like some kind of basketball question or something. And one of the contestants rings in and gets it right. And Aaron Rodgers is like, oh, you knew that one. <laughs> oh, but yeah, he was he was fun to watch. And he had a, he had a good voice for it. And you could tell that he'd really done his homework and prepared as best he could for it. 
you know, winning Celebrity Jeopardy in 2015 didn't hurt him too much either. So, yeah, there's there's that. Next, we had to deal with Anderson Cooper, and he made me want to decapitate the universe. I have never liked Anderson Cooper since the day I saw him on Power Players Week on Jeopardy when I was a little kid. I don't know what he did, but he got under my skin and he just about drove me nuts. And I didn't like him on Jeopardy either. Once again, typical news anchor. Blah. Boring. The guy never... I don't even think the guy laughed once the entire time he was hosting the show. And contestants could usually be counted on to crack Alex up at least once. You, I have seen it so many times. But this guy, no. This guy was a robot. And I'm like, ugh. Gross. So yeah, that happened. Then we come to Bill Whitaker. Yeah, the guy from 60 Minutes. I think it's 60 Minutes anyway. At first, I didn't have a problem with him. First couple of days, he seemed fine. But he got bored with it rather quickly. He just sounded bored, and I'm... I'm just like, dude, if you're not having fun, neither is anybody else. The contestants liked him, so I'm guessing I'm guessing it was good to them. But just watching him at home, I wanted to cry because this guy was just so dull. It just ugh. It was it was pretty annoying. I'm just like, really, dude. You don't have a personality at all. Did you flush it down the toilet before you came to tape this thing? Next, we landed in the Tournament of Champions. And that was hosted by former Jeopardy! champion Buzzy Cohen, who I give as a shining example of not to get disappointed during two-day two total point finals if you're behind. Buzzy getting Buzzy's getting a lot of shout-outs on this podcast anymore. <laughs> I, I doubt he knows it exists, but if he does, hopefully he likes getting shouted out and praised for winning that tournament. But he did an amazing job. He really did. And no, I'm not just awarding him bonus points because he was a former contestant. Alex Trebek's nickname for this guy was Mr. Personality, and it showed. It really showed through when he was hosting. That, of course, plus the, you know, relatability factor. He'd been up there in the contestant spot. He knew what they were dealing with. So I think being able to re- to really relate to those players did a lot for him. As a guest host. Because it really showed what he would be capable of if he ended up hosting it permanently. So, yeah, that was that was incredible and just the the way he handled everything 
For someone who had never hosted a game show before, this guy came out and just blew us all away. We were all, even me, and I'm, I was Team Ken Jennings from day one. We were all pushing for him to get it because at the time it didn't look like Ken Jennings wanted it. Well, we know that he did, but he didn't want to, you know, put himself out there as openly saying he wanted it. He wanted to want it in his own way. So we didn't know. But we were all pushing for Buzzy to get it. After that, we come to Mayim Bialik. And this one is a little bit finicky. Then versus now. When she started out, she was amazing. Like, oh my god. She was just buckets of fun. And just watching her every day, it was awesome. From, And this is another one that people are very divided over. Some people thought she was, you know, too happy and too bouncy and stuff like that. But after all the meh news reporters and things we'd had making the things seem ultra stiff and stuff, we needed some bouncy and fun and goofing off and happy. So, the fact that she came in and gave us that was the best thing ever. But after she was named permanent host, at least of the prime time, and then she hosted for a while in season 38, she hosted for like seven weeks on her own. It was just, she started to go downhill. There was the whole single Jeopardy thing, which I hesitate to mention because even thinking that phrase makes me cringe. She went ballistic because somebody pointed out her wearing an outfit twice and she's like, oh my god, I'll never do that again, blah 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 blah. It wasn't even a criticism. Somebody just pointed it out. Because there's this woman, I don't know if she's still active, but there used to be this woman on Twitter that would comment on the outfits that the contestants and the host wore. And she would always say something nice about them and point out if she'd seen them before. But that was the most she'd do, and she just pointed this out, and my Bialik throws a hissy over it. And then she started with the, oh, I have a PhD, blah, 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 blah. And then the condescending attitude and the really long hesitation when giving answers. It, it just, it's a bunch of little things that add up to a big annoyance. She, she started out amazing, but the more she hosts, the worse she gets. And I am not trying to be a jerk. It's just... It's just something I've noticed. Next, I hope I'm not leaving anybody out and I don't have a way to pull up the list. But I do believe next was Dr. Sanjay Gupta and I don't know squat about this dude. 
Don't know what he does. Nothing. But this was another one that blew me out of the water. Primarily because I'd never heard of the guy. And then he shows up and he proceeds to run this show in such an epic fashion that I think we were all stunned. And he just had fun with it and he didn't he didn't seem to be overly stressed over it. But it was it was just incredible to see somebody I'd never heard of before. And I found out later he worked for some kind of news channel, but he was not your stereotypical news reporter. Oh, I forgot Savannah Guthrie, but we'll come back. I fail. So this guy wasn't next. But we'll come back in a minute. But yeah, this guy, this guy really knew what he was doing. It was very clear. I don't know how he knew what he was doing, considering he'd never hosted a game show before. But he did it, and he did it very well. Now, that was my error. I got ahead of the timeline. Savannah Guthrie, I believe, actually came in before him. And a lot of people didn't like her, but I did. Because she let us know how she was feeling. She made no secret of the fact that she was a nervous wreck up there. And just the fact that she was willing to show us that here at home and to show us that, you know, she was feeling the same thing that I'm sure a lot of us would have felt. I I understood that and I, I liked that. And she was just so enthusiastic about hosting the show and she just, she had so much fun with it. So now every time I'm watching something that she pops up and I'm like, oh my god, there's Savannah Guthrie! Because she really kind of won me over during that two weeks. She did an amazing job. A lot of people didn't like her, but just that that relatability factor, that gets me. I do apologize for getting out of the timeline there for a little bit, but now let's go back, let's jump two weeks forward. And now we get to the one-week guest hosts. The last five guest hosts in the season only got to host for a week at a time. And we start out with George Stephanopoulos from Good Morning America. From everything I had heard about Good Morning America, I was not expecting much because I've heard Good Morning I had heard at that point in time that Good Morning America was absurdly boring and I can confirm that it is because I watched it one day. Which I will never do again. But I did like George Stephanopoulos as a Jeopardy host. I really did. Because I don't know if he just spent a lot of time watching Jeopardy or what. But he just handled himself so well up there and was so good to the contestants and things like that. And really just, he wasn't overly tense, wasn't overly stiff and formal. He just, he had fun with it. And it's sad that we only got to see a week of that, because if he'd gotten more time, I'm sure he could have gotten even better. 
now once we jump forward a week and George Stephanopoulos was there, so obviously we had to have Robin Roberts right on his heels. And Robin Roberts was a case of proving that you can't have too much fun hosting a game show. I, lady, it's okay to be a Jeopardy fan. What is not okay is fangirling through the entire show. Like, she wasted two or three minutes on one taping day. Oh my god, Johnny Gilbert just said my name. Blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, excuse me? What in the universe is your problem? Just, like, you can have too much fun. And if you're going to fangirl through the entire show, you don't need to be hosting it. This one was not a voice issue like some of my other ones were. Or a lack of formality. Or, you know, too much formality, rather. This was a lack of self-restraint issue. I mean, yeah, if they called me and said, Hey, we need you to host Jeopardy! I'd probably fangirl for about five seconds, but I'd control myself long enough to actually do my job. Not this lady. She fangirled like crazy. And I do want to point out that it was while she was hosting this show that we met Madame Odio. He came in on the Wednesday of that week. Next up was the big one of the season, I would say. The big one that everyone was pushing for. And that was LeVar Burton. Now, LeVar Burton got done wrong. I'm just going to tell you folks right now, LeVar Burton got done really, really wrong. He published, he made some statements after the whole thing that said that Mike Richards made no attempt to coach him, nothing like that in any way that would have been beneficial to him to help him out. And yeah, he fumbled. Heck, anybody would fumble. But he got over it, and he did well. And he was just, you know, so engaging. And, of course, a lot of people knew him already from reading Rainbow and things like that. And it was just... It just felt right. It was just like going back to your childhood. And it it was just like having Alex there again in a way. Really, you know, calming, reassuring presence at the end of the day. And it just, like I said, it just felt right. And so many people whined because he messed up. He messed something up on his first ever episode. And people ripped him to shreds over it. Not only that, but knowing how much people wanted him, he was booked during the Olympics. Olympics equals preemptions. Preemptions equals not a lot of people are able to watch. Not a lot of people are able to watch means crappy ratings. I started to say crappy and cruddy at the same time. So, yeah, that happened. But I I do think he was done extremely wrong in that situation. And I would be upset too. 
if that had happened to me. Because by, by the end of the process, he was very, very disappointed in the way things panned out. As, I, as I'm sure were the rest of us. We're almost done, guys, I promise. I know this has been the longest episode we've ever published here, so. But this season was full of, this season was full of crazies. Next, we land on David Faber, who, once again, I had never heard of before in my life. This guy was the definition of meh. He wasn't awful, but he wasn't spectacular either. He was just flat in the middle. I could put up with him, but it wouldn't have been the enjoyable experience that watching Alex was, or, you know, to in today's terminology, watching Ken. It wouldn't have been that kind of experience. I could have tolerated it. And I should have warned you folks early on that this would be a heavily opinionated episode, but I just wanted to cover, you know, everyone that was here. So let me tell you something. Being on Celebrity Jeopardy did not guarantee that any of these people would be good hosts. Most of them weren't, but this guy was. And he was average at best, I would say. Could he have gotten better with time? Sure. Was he brilliant at what we got to see? No. But he was tolerable. And the crown for and the crown for most surprisingly impressive of the already established, you know, hosting announcing personalities goes to Joe Buck who closed out the season. I know people that are sports fans. <clears throat> they did not like him. Just as an announcer, they're like, "Okay, you're not going to like this guy." How wrong they were. He wasn't overly loud. He wasn't obnoxious. Like, you know, I'm sure some people thought he would be with, you know, announcing sports and all that. You kind of have to be loud and obnoxious so you can be heard. But he knew how to tone it down for Jeopardy. And... He had fun with it and would joke with the contestants or make comments on some of the clues. There was an I lost on Jeopardy clue while he was on there. And he said, don't sing it. It'll get stuck in your head. And boy, was he ever right. Because even the mention of that song gets it stuck in my head. Don't worry, I'm not going to inflict on you what I did last night. That will never happen again. I can promise you that. At least until the next Second Chance Tournament. And since that's the official song of the Second Chance Tournament, then we'll have to sing it again. (laughs) But, yeah, overall, overall, I, I really liked him as a host. I wasn't expecting to, but I did. So, unless I forgot somebody, and I don't feel like I did, but I'll have to I'll have to pull up the list just to double check. But I don't I don't feel like I forgot anybody. 
But unless I did, that was the list of guest hosts that we had through season 37. The, a large chunk of season 37, anyway. We had some good ones, we had some bad ones, we had some meh. But I was personally grateful to see that season end. That season hurt my soul. So I was very glad to see it end. And I should also point out that that season ended later than most seasons normally would because of the two-week break they took around Christmas. You see, Alex's last episode was officially supposed to air on Christmas. Or originally supposed to air on Christmas, rather. I can't speak today. But instead of doing that, they backed it up. And they took two weeks and showed ten... Ten of what they said were Alex's best episodes. And stuff that was filmed, you know, on location. They called it Around the World with Alex. Which I'm very glad they did that. Because I could not have taken seeing that last episode on Christmas. It was hard enough when we did see it. But I could not have taken it on Christmas. I just know I couldn't have. And I'm sure none of the other viewers could have either. So, for that reason, the season did end late, and we only had four weeks of reruns instead of six. Well, that is basically the season 37 guest host summarized in one big long spiel. So, I'm going to shut up and sign off now. Flashbacks will be back whenever. I may take a couple of I may take a little bit of a break from them just so I don't burn myself out because I'm really sick of the microphone by this point. I'm not ashamed to admit that. I I think I'm overworking myself and I'm just I'm cutting back as much as I can for a couple of days. But I I will keep at least the new content coming out. I can promise that. But until I see you folks tomorrow, I just want to say good night. Thank you for tuning in. And as Alex would say, so long, everybody. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production. This is Jamie T speaking for the Jeopardy podcast in Evil Chocolate Cookie production.